Welcome to the Chaos Network. Now you're all in big, big trouble. Welcome to the Chaos Network. Now you're all in big, big trouble. What time is it? We will throw out all kinds of sports topics. The moment Delonte West banged LeBron's mom, LeBron had every right to do whatever he wanted to do. Yeah, that's horrible. Political views. If we get rid of abortion in the United States, what happens when Bismarck Roethlisberger is uh, holding <laughs> down some chick and gets her pregnant and she can't get rid of the baby? <laughs> is that your best? Just random rants and stuff. Are you supposed to record podcasts over? I'm your huckleberry. I do drugs all my life. My life will be shorter. Oh, Peyton Manning breaks his fucking arm. <laughs> all right, Sunday. Every Sunday, it means the same damn thing. It means we're one, one week closer to football. And after yesterday, let's just say if you have had the draft that we talk about, if you're in Scotty's League, you're a bunch of dumb motherfuckers because even more players go down yesterday than we're going down the rest of the season. But I can't wait. I'm fucking excited. I'm fucking amped up for not just fucking hanging with these two guys that are with me tonight, but for fucking all the shit that we're going to talk about and some football action and just being some stupid fucking shits on the radio because we haven't done that in at least, I don't know, four days now. Um, anyway, uh, let's start with the fucking, there is no Cialis needed. What's going on, Wood? Uh, nothing, man. I, uh, I also am ecstatic and excited for football. And I just want to take a moment to give a special shout out to Scotty's boy, Donald. Uh, I'm sure your heart snapped into when your boy, Dustin Keller, destroyed his knee. Oh, yeah, we talked about this, didn't we? We did. Yeah, I forgot about that. Good call, because his brother was the dork with the martial arts swords, and he was going to come kid Scotty's ass if he was talking shit about him. Is that right? That is that is the exact same guy we were talking about on Thursday. So be careful, because I believe that that fucking guy Dustin Keller we speak of is the Purdue guy, and there's another Purdue guy on the podcast who you know might take a little exception to us talking a little shit about people from Purdue. And uh, Dustin and I are cool. It's his older brother that I had an issue with. He was in my class. <clears throat> so you actually straight. <clears throat> All right. So let me hear, let's hear your issue, because Scotty had an issue with him too. His older brother's living off his little brother's uh, clout is what it comes down to. So the part that pisses me off, his little brother was a douchebag. He thought I was a good track guy. I mean, not only was this the same college I went to, they went to the same junior high and high school I went to. Oh, no so shit. So I had that much uh, contact with this family. So when it comes down to it, Dustin's a cool kid. My mom loved him uh, when she was uh, working at the administrative offices at the at the school system. Uh, and Dustin was just one of those kids who needed a little pushing, and obviously he can make whatever he wants to make out of himself. His older brother was just a douchebag. Well, let's be honest. Your mom loves me, so we don't know how good of a judge of character she is. <laughs> and then, uh, <clears throat> secondly, Wood, what was what was Scotty's problem with him? Remember that story? What was that story? No, so Scotty being the individual that he is, he just likes to poke fun and push and, and buttons. And... The and honestly, I don't know the specifics, but I know that Donald likes to argue on Facebook about you know how good Dustin Keller is and all this other shit. And it was just one of those typical nights where Scotty saw that there was a post and decided to poke and push and you know uh, I guess Dustin's brother took offense to it on the internet, and one thing led to another where. They had some chatter back and forth, and the next day, because Scotty worked up in uh, Lafayette, uh, someone came in and was like, hey, man, like you might want to tone it down. This dude's the kind of guy that would like hang out in your parking lot. So after that, Scotty went home. Scotty did it again. Went to his Facebook page and had all the samurai swords and shit. Well, first and foremost, let's just face the facts. One, Justin Keller's a tight end in the NFL. I don't know how much clout that really much has. He did a good job when he was in with the Jets, and he made some of those awesome little routes and made Mark Sanchez look pretty good for a little while. So it was a decent fantasy player for us. Yeah. But his little brother, or sorry, his brother, not his little brother, his older brother, uh, is going to sit there while he's still living in Lafayette, Indiana. So his little brother got away, but he hasn't. Uh, you know, and, and try to pick fights with people that 
social media bash his brother? What kind of life is that, man? Um, that's it. Sounds like the entourage life, you know. The, the, you know, you got the one guy who's the star and the other fuckers. But yeah, anyway, it's got to be. By the way, Gov, how are you, bud? Dude, I'm awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Not traveling today? Fuck no. Fuck no. As a matter of fact, I don't even. Yeah, I haven't even left my house today, uh, which is, which is a good feeling. I took a little two-hour nap on the floor. Oh, that is a good feeling. Do you have the whole drool going on? Nah, man. I was just I, what? Nah. I, I love the drool going on with part of the nap. Sorry. Ah. I was watching Revolution on Netflix, so uh, and it just happened to be I was trying to align my naps up with Little Man. So. Oh, there you go, dude. We watch Night's Tale and yeah, then Chaos. Anyway, so <laughs> just chaos. That's a weird um, warm up. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I had to learn how to fight. Um, I got no DMF, but I need housekeeping done. Uh, Wood, you're the best. You're the world's greatest housekeeper. Yeah, fuck oh. your pillow. You please, yes, yes. Housekeeping. <laughs> housekeeping. You want pushed out? All right. So tonight's show is a little off the cusp which is like we'd like to do it anyway. So if anybody has anything they want to bring to the table, you can call us at 646-378-0793. Again, 646-378-0793. If you want to shoot anything our way on Twitter uh, or shoot loads in the chaos of space as he loves, uh, what are they called? Twinkles in the eye, I think. You can reach him at FNChaos. Um, Scotty, a.k.a. Snowflake, as he pulls a snowflake on us tonight. You can reach him at Kendall Scott. Gov didn't leave the house today. Sounds a lot like my day, although I did sneak out for a couple hours. You can reach Gov at Governor underscore Baines. And then if you have any feedback from uh, Kick-Ass 2, which is what I saw today with the wife, thought it was all right. Uh, you can let me know what you thought at SOW Hollywood. And, of course, the show, you can always tweet us at Sports the Letter R Way blog. All right. Um I won't. I won't even play around. I know you gave out the phone number, so I won't, I won't even play. Six four six three seven eight zero seven nine three. All right. So, uh, like I said, no DMAS. All right. I want to see the Ashton Kutcher, Steve Jobs thing. Whatever. I'll just say that. You know, uh, Kick Ass Two. I want to see that, but maybe that's because you got me to watch Kick Ass One, and that was fucking hilarious. So it was not as good. I take it. Actually, it was equally enjoyable. Um, I'll tell you, Jim Carrey. Did an amazing job, uh, it, and he did such a good job that Amanda didn't even realize it was Jim Carrey. Really? At first. Uh, so, it, and you know, no no spoilers. I won't give anything away. Not that any of you guys would give a fuck. But uh, it was very, very, very well done for what it was supposed to be. Uh, not quite as bloody and gory as the first one, which I kind of was disappointed in. But they still did a good job towards the end. All right. Well, all right. I want to see that shit, so it looks fucking hilarious. So, um, yesterday, I had to, um, well, I was sick as hell and got dragged out, um, and then, uh, well, I, I don't know how to say that. The, the girl said, look, we need to go uh, to B-dubs, and we got to go, and she dragged me all around. Ended up drafting in fantasy football yesterday, um, and this is like, I've never played in a league like this before. It's a two-quarterback league. You start two quarterbacks, all right? So I'm going to share you guys my starters, and you got to tell me what you think, okay? Start two quarterbacks, three wideouts, two running backs, and a tight end, and, of course, a kicker and a, and a defense. <laughs> um, so my quarterbacks are Eli Manning and Phillip Rivers, and then my third is uh, Alex Smith, so they're all kind of interchangeable. Uh, wide receivers, Calvin Johnson, A.J. Green, and Emmanuel Sanders. Um Running backs, Arian Foster, DeMarco Murray, um, and then I have on the bench, I have LeVon Bell, uh, Darren McFadden, and Ronnie Hillman, and then my tight end is Antonio Gates. What do you think? Who's your kicker? Uh, that makes yeah. a difference. Oh, yeah, the kicker. Uh, the kicker is, uh, I got Seabass. And I got, <laughs> C- I got Seabass as my kicker, and I got, J- I got Seattle defense as my defense. Well, my first question would be, uh, did you take all those wide receivers like in the early rounds, because you're stacked at the wide receiver position. Yeah. So, so my first round pick was uh, I picked I picked ninth in a ten team league. Um, I my first pick was Arian Foster. <laughs> Are you serious? 
<laughs> well, it's a two-quarterback league, so it drafts a little bit differently. But, yeah, it's still, though, my first pick was Arian Foster. My second pick was Megatron, so nine and then, what, 12? Then coming back around for my third-round pick was A.J. Green. And then going back around, I think I took uh, uh, DeMarco Murray. Um, and then I got, like, Eli Manning round six, Phillip Rivers round 10, Alex Smith round 15. Um, and then the other stuff just kind of all. Like, I got Ben Tate to back up fucking uh, uh, Arian Foster. So, yeah. I, I'm not blown away by your running backs, but I think they're complementary to the rest of the team, and I don't know that you'll need to depend too much on them for that. My simple question was, was this a five-person league? But you've already answered that. It's a ten-person league. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's – I was like, whoa, he's still there? Holy shit. Okay, I'll take him. Okay, I'll take Megatron at 12. Okay, I'll take A.J. Green at, like – I think it was, like, 30 or something. Yeah, Jesus. no kidding. That's, that's – Can that happen in three weeks drafting. now, please? Uh, only if Cook drafts uh, the other eight spots beside you and me. <laughs> so the eternal like if Scotty Snowflake Cook is Snowstorm. He's 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 you know it's one of he's one of those guys that like I I truly believe like when December fifteenth comes around oh Christmas is coming up I mean you can tell him like shit. Years ahead of time, and, and remind him, and remind him, and if I, he'll find a way to sneak out. So he's a he's a big girl. So, but what's up with all these guys? I mean, like Keller shredded his ACL, MCL, PCL, and LCL, or something like that. I mean, that's like that's more CLs I've seen in any other knee injury in my fucking life. I think it was just a, literally a shotgun to the back of his knee went off. Uh, yeah, I, he, I guess it was a, a dead dead helmet to the knee, man. So. Really? Yeah, straight up. Blew it up. Was his foot planted? Oh, I'm sure it was. I didn't get. I didn't see that part of it, but that was. I mean, I was. I was reading direct reports and descriptions, and it was uh, a helmet directly to the knee. And of course, that'll do it. Yeah. Seems like it has to be, man. Seems like it. It's got to be. Uh, his foot had to be in the ground. And let's be honest, nobody was drafting him. Nobody was drafting him at all. So somebody well, was. Breaking news, breaking news. Uh, yeah. My conversation with Adam Cook earlier today was, crap, I have to take him off my list. Um, oh, no. So, I, 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 and I doubt it was his number one, but at the same time, if you're if you're mentioning him and he's on your list, Keller would have been one of those guys you pick up in the 17th or 18th round ahead of a kicker. Or off of right. a Right. <clears throat> he's, he's, he's like, he's your last. Or second last round pick. That's all. As a matter of fact, dude. I mean, I think Tim Tebow the other night went one for seven and threw for negative yards and an interception. I think I'd pick him up before. I think <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, I mean, like really, tight ends deep. It's not that deep. So I guess if you really want them, go get them. But Jesus Christ, give me a fucking break, dude. Um, and. Like, uh, who else got hurt? E.J. Manuel, is he okay, or did he get hurt? Did I miss that? Uh, he got scoped, brother. So, E.J. Manuel had a procedure. So, the the funny part is, post-game, you know, the reporters were asking questions. They're like, oh, everything's good. And E.J. Manuel said everything's good. Coach said everything's good. Uh, and then the next day, they, like, they have a press conference that, oh, E.J. had a had a uh, procedure today, which we're just all assuming he just got his knee scoped. Right. Uh, it doesn't look like the Bills are going to pick up another quarterback. So, I think they're confident that it's just a, a minor thing. Right. Well, I mean, they're they're going to probably run the ball, uh, if not more than almost uh, as, as second or third. They're going to have be second and third at least in rushing attempts this year. It sounds like. You're saying pick up both running backs. Spiller. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's no reason not to. I mean, they're. I mean, Spiller's going to be. He's going to be ridiculous. But Fred Jackson, he'll get he'll get some points too. Yeah. Who's who's gonna be the red zone back for them? Are they just gonna split? No, I think it's Spiller still. Yeah, is he smaller than uh, Jackson? Right? Not by much, if he is. Yeah. Yeah, and he, he's. What did he do in college? You guys remember? Who's Spiller? Who's Spiller or yeah, Jackson? Yeah, I thought. I mean, he was a beast coming out of college, from what I remember, and you know, Fred Jackson had just had like a hell of a year the year before. 
And it's been, you know, uh, one person's been hurt when the other one comes back. So they really both haven't been healthy in the same backfield. So kind of interesting. Yeah, but uh, didn't Walker get hurt? I think that's a bigger story than anybody we've talked about so far. I think Walker's I think Walker's hurt, yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. Let me look that up. Because, like, that would be – I mean, that would Hold be – Hold on. Sprain, sprained ankle. So I don't uh, know. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how injured that is. Unless, you know, high ankle sprain, you never know. But it's, what I'm reading is just a just an ankle sprain. Uh, because if he goes down, I mean, that's going to raise the hell out of, like, Eric Decker's draft position. And, and I don't think it's going to affect Demarius Thomas because he's still going to be a pretty high pick anyway. But I don't know. Anyway, um, I'm just excited that we have football in a few weeks and we'll all be in Vegas doing the Vegas bachelor party bachelor party, bachelor party. I mean, we'll get another one in for you, Hollywood, and then we'll have, you know, one out there for Canada, who I don't know what the exchange rate is on that shit, but I guarantee you there will still be some titties flying. Well, the good news is they're going to the strip club on Friday night, so. Yeah. It's not going to interfere with my Sunday morning football regiment. You've said that for like two years in a row, and something still interferes with your Sunday football regiment. And, like, I remember distinctly last year when we were going, yeah, yeah, we're just going to take it easy Saturday night. We're not going to do much. We're going to, and we're going to be up and, and good to watch football. Oh, hey, showing my high, man. Oh, hey, hold on. I just hold took on. 4K off the table. And that was yeah. a wingman. No, no, no. You took 4K off the crafts table. I remember that. And that was awesome. We did true. take it easy Saturday night. We yes. just didn't go to bed Saturday night. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I wasn't at a club drinking Red Bull vodkas all night long. No. No. <laughs> you were. Hurt. I mean, we went to the uh, Bellagio. We the Bellagio. Is that where we ended up? Yeah, that's where. That's our final place. Yeah, sitting in comfy chairs. That was a good yeah. night. Looking forward remember. to another one of those. Totally remember when that sports book opened, and I went there and sat in there for the first time. I don't think I moved for the. I mean, not that I haven't not moved in a sports book for the day, but damn, those seats are comfortable. Damn. God and I had uh, that Saturday night. We hit a string of uh, poker tables and things were pretty good well, and then and then we turned around and it was 7 a.m and we were like let's get some breakfast so we, we went and had some earl breakfast and then i think it was a 90 minute power nap and we yeah. had to get up and get ready for kickoff that's right oh. and by the way i still have the reserve signs uh ready to oh, really? yeah the official ones not the uh alex versions oh, from two years that's ago awesome card stock oh. From Planet Hollywood, we're raring to go. Yeah, uh, so I'll plant my. You know, and the big debate is, is if I get down there early enough, put in the bets that I want to put in, isn't it just easy for me to run down there during halftime, put my halftime bet in, and come back up and watch my eight foot screen in our room? Oh my God, it's ridiculous. The only yeah. issue is that you're just watching one game. That's that's the only issue. No, you've got the eight-foot screen and you've got the uh, TV right next to it, right? Well, I mean, all you have is, I think all we have is local channels. So we've got whatever's on, I guess, you know, there'll be two games on or or whatever. And the ticker, yeah, you're right, the ticker or whatever. Yeah. The tough part about me from uh, those seats in Planet Hollywood, and if anybody wants to know, Planet Hollywood has a fantastic sports book from an enjoyment of the fans cheering. It's not like you're not at benches where all the – Horse betters are sitting. These are actually nice chairs that you're just rode up. Uh, everybody's watching the games, cheering. Everybody's got their jerseys on, cheering for their team. And it's it's not a long wait in line to, to place your bet. So it's a, it's a good place to go to catch the game. The problem for me is with how close we sit to those screens, I'm yeah. really only watching one game anyway. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm just getting a headache. It's almost like red zone at that point. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like, yeah, it seems like I... In there, and I'm, I'm paying. I'm still paying some about, I guess, three or four at least. But you know, with how cool our room is and how cool everything is set up, it's it's hard not to spend some time in there. And bro, you still have uh, the Direct TV thing on uh, subscription, right? Yeah, I just actually called in and re-upped it yesterday. All right, so here's what we do: we throw Red Zone Channel up on uh, the laptop on the eight foot screen, and then we uh, have the uh, TV. You know, we're gonna have four 42, 50 inch flat panels within the suite. So we'll just have everyone playing a different different game so we can all be entertained. I'm down. I mean, I'm just, yeah, this, this year's trip, like last year's trip for me was a fun trip, but shit was going on this year. Oh, man, I get to enjoy it with you guys. I'm excited about that. No shit, man. You don't have to, you don't have to step off the pie gal table and go take a phone call. Yeah, exactly. And, oh, my God. 
Anyway, man, I can't wait, Wood. I'm glad you're going, that's for sure. I mean, I know it's crazy to think that last year, Wood, was your first year you've ever been to Vegas, just in general. And it's cool. You're coming back again this year. I won't miss it. I almost was going to miss it. And, you know, the the soon-to-be wife literally told me to book the ticket. Hell, yeah. That's a a good soon-to-be wife. I know, right? Yeah, it is, dude. She's she's constantly signing that permission slip. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm. I gotta say, I gotta. I got back your choice for wife. I, I vote for her. Yeah, I, I think I landed a, a decent, a decent one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's the yeah. best. I'm watching your video right now. I'm waiting for a hand to reach in there and smack you on the head. <laughs> uh, what's funny is she's running on the treadmill right now, and I keep looking to see if she's going to react, and she's definitely not listening to the show right now. I don't think. Okay. Let me know if she bounces out of that job, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think she's going to bounce you out of the room, bro. That would be a funny thing. Um, so, I guess we should talk some NFL. I mean, there's not really a whole heck of a lot that, that I think it's going on, other than there's a lot of injuries, it seems like, this preseason. But, like, affecting fantasy and affecting, like, betters like us, it seems like uh, the injuries are happening just as frequently as the cuts usually do. And I haven't seen that many people being cut yet. I know there's still a couple of weeks left. Um, but uh, it, it kind of seems like it's balancing itself out. Um, you know, Jamal Charles was a little banged up. Foster's back is, you know, here hit and miss and all the other stuff. I mean, does this all seem like a normal preseason or it seems like there's a lot more injuries this preseason, guys? Well, I was going to say, you know why there haven't been a lot of cuts yet because there's so many injuries you can't cut That's somebody. True. That's true. I will tell you this. Andrew Luck is 9 for 13 with 170 yards and two TDs in his showing in tonight's game against New York. He's so good against the third defense. I know it's great, dude. I, I, this this just goes to show how excited I am football going. I get it. I get it. Um, so chaos. Here's the reason why you haven't seen any cuts yet. Is August 27th is the uh, dead set date for a 75 player active roster. Okay. So you got a little time for that. Uh, you know, and that means the third third preseason weekend is the weekend where the starters play two to three quarters, uh, and there's we're going to see some injuries potentially affect fantasy right there, uh, you know, because they're, that's the most time they spend on the field, and we're going to see how much they're huffing and puffing. Because I I honestly feel with the new CBA, they don't they don't get as much training in uh, under game condition as they used to, you know. And then I think the 53 roster is a week later. Actually, no, 53 ro- roster, 53 team roster is four days later, August 31st. Yeah. Oh, is so, it really? Damn. Yeah, so right after basically the uh, third preseason weekend, we're probably going to see people slashing pretty quick because uh, it's you know the we're talking 22nd to 25th, so this upcoming weekend uh, we're going to see that occur. Uh, people be oh. have to slash for sure. Yeah, which is you know right and coincide with where we start our our four round draft. So hopefully we'll we'll we'll, we'll time that well. Or now we better tell them to push their shit up a little bit because you know. We can't move our draft back, that's for sure. Well, and first and foremost, if you're drafting somebody in the first four rounds that's potentially going to get cut, you're a fucking yeah. idiot. Well, leave Cook after this. Leave <laughs> we have, we've already clowned on him enough. Well, no, we haven't, but still, it's okay. Is there such a thing? Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to draft a fullback. Marcel Reese, bro. <laughs> Marcel Reese. Hey, Koss, give me some Johnson. <laughs> that was the best one ever. Uh, phenomenal. So you're holding your breath tonight, Chris Koss? For what? Oh, man. AP's actually going to play. I know. I get, I did see that. But I kind of hope, you know, look, this is what I cheer for in the preseason. I cheer for a sports injury for Adrian Peterson. Because you're not going to have him on your team? Sports hernia, sorry. <laughs> oh, because he played so well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we're going to revisit this conversation. <laughs> oh, no, we don't have to. I'm just saying... I just want to see him break a 50-yard run at the 45 yards in. I want him to get a little bit of a hernia, just a two-inch. And then uh, in the keeper league where I have him and Megatron, I feel good about myself. That'd be sick, but, yeah. No, I, I hope he stays healthy. I do, too. God, he's so fun to watch, though, isn't he? I mean, like you, don't, like, you don't have to be a Vikings fan. If you're just a football fan and you watch AP fucking run the ball, you're just like, damn, that dude is just badass. Outside Barry Sanders, I don't think anybody's – any more exciting to watch. Like, yeah. Sweetness was good uh, to watch. But he wasn't always that exciting. It wasn't right. every single down did you think he was going to pull something off. Yeah. But AP can just bust it every single time. 
Barry was the same way where it was juke, juke, juke constantly and just making people fly left and right on him. He was just so talented with his feet. You know, I just think AP is just enormous in his small little body. I, I, like, I don't, like, I, like, all right, so let me ask you guys this. Um, if you were starting a franchise and you're taking him now or in his other, in his third, well, who do you take, AP or Emmett Smith? Oh, I take AP. Yeah, click. Uh, yeah, I think AP would be my choice as well. I think the not, tougher not, one is very quick an answer, but but I think AP is still the answer. I think that with Barry Sanders, he's you know I, I can't say AP versus Barry because I think we all would take Barry. I mean, I, I think he like I know if, if he would have played a few years more, I don't think it would be much doubt that he was the best running back in the game because he never had a good offensive line anyway. Yep, and he played for the Detroit Lions. And his starting quarterback was Scott Mitchell. <laughs> Jesus, I mean, uh, like who? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I mean, when people talk about AP, like everyone talks about him, and uh, I guess we should have done this. Oh my God, who the hell cares? <laughs> that should have been the Scott Mitchell line, my fault. But everyone talks about AP. AP and you know he should be the number one draft pick in in any almost any format of fantasy football, but like the the stat I think that gets me the most I think there were three games last season where AP ran for more yards than Christian Ponder threw for, like I may even been more than that and that's like ridiculous to have a running back outrun your quarterback and it's not really a total like Ponder's not good. But obviously the plays were called for that to happen too, and Peterson just kept breaking shit open. So, you you said that, and it sparked a question that I want to ask. Why don't we see some of the similar things in the NFL that we're starting to see in the NBA, where you're getting copycat leagues, multiple superstars on the field for one team in one uniform? Oh, that's a really good question. I. Like when you think about and and let me I, and I don't want to cut you off but I want to finish this thought because I want to set it up for where we go with the conversation. So oh, like, okay. You want to okay. Think about what Tom Brady said a couple weeks ago about how these you know these hundred million dollar contracts that that these quarterbacks are getting when you look at the Staffords and you look at the Tony Romos and he talks about how it's not about what you know the money is up front it's about what you're giving up to get that money and any references you know having more money to spend on butter players around you like why don't we see that in the NFL I, I my Go first on, opinion is one it's such a short intensive season it doesn't matter where you play and then the other you know 6 to 8 months that you have off season that's where you live so in the NBA your season's so long uh and it's not as intensive from a practice standpoint and game standpoint that you can be out clubbing it up, uh, you know, Wednesday night if you wanted to, and it does make a difference where you live, uh, you know, because look how many players w- would love to play in Green Bay just because of the clout, but how many players want to play in Milwaukee for the Bucks? Yeah. So comparatively, it's you know, I think the NBA's difference is people want to go play in a town or a city where they can enjoy their life on top of it. And I think, I think we had that last year or I mean the last year. Yeah. Last year or the year before when uh, it seemed like the Eagles were getting everybody. I mean, they signed the best uh, free agent cornerback, you know, it was either Jonathan Joseph who was second or Osmo who was the best. And uh, the Texans signed Joseph Osmo goes to the Eagles. And you have, you know, you have the, the really solid, first round fucking backup with Vince Young. You have uh, Mike Vick. You know, you have uh, the burner with Deshaun Jackson and, you know, Jeremy Macklin. And it just seemed like they free agents were coming to play on defense, too, and they didn't stop anybody. I think it's I think it's uh, easier to get better talent on the NBA court uh, and have success than it is to get a bunch of uh, uh, players in the NFL that all, you know, play uh, great and get success out of it. And they're also talking about a lot of 12-man roster versus a 51-man roster, so yeah, hard to load up uh, all the stars in one area because you still got to fill the rest of your team. So there are contracts and caps you have to deal with and still have a full team. 
Yeah. Where did you want to take that conversation, Wood? No, I just, you know, you, you said that, and it made me yeah. think about, like, why don't we see, you know, the APs of the world trying to find a way to line up behind the Tom Brady's, the Drew Brees, the Aaron Rodgers, the Peyton Manning's. Like, you'd think that for, for something as coveted as a Super Bowl, that we might see more conversation like that in the NFL. Yeah, I think, and I, I didn't mean like, would you, like, you sound like when you asked the set of question that you weren't, we're trying to take it in a certain direction. That's why I well, that. well, because, like, you know, in, obviously, and, you know, to Gov's point, filling a 53 man roster is contractually a hell of a lot harder than, than 12 guys on a bench. So I get that from just the sheer number of players. However, like, when when you think about, contractually, how much you commit to this person over that person. And we're hearing more and more now where these these all-star players, these quarterbacks, are are willing to make adjustments on, on owed monies or, you know, whatever they originally were to bring in better players around them to to have a chance at winning a Super Bowl, getting a title. And, you know, like look at Larry Fitzgerald, for instance, who is probably one of the top, what, five to ten receivers currently in the game. And uh, he's been stuck in Arizona with really no one to throw it to to him. And it's, you know, you just you think about some of those really great players on just really piss-poor teams, why the NFL doesn't have as much of that move around. Because the NBA, you know, every three or four years, you see players will jump ship and they'll go. And it almost it's almost turned into a who's going to be in free agency this year conversation yeah. every year in the NBA. I think the NFL is happy that it's not that way, though. I can tell you, I probably am, too. I would hate to see uh, it become less competitive uh, in the NFL. Because trust me, nobody would want to play for Arizona based upon how they've played. And probably in the last even 15 years, even though they went to the Super Bowl with a 9-7 and record. Uh, you know, So those teams would just die off, uh, and people would be talking about moving cities constantly like we see in the uh, NBA. No, and I agree. I, I think it's better for the sport that it doesn't happen. I just think it's just, it's it's unique in a way that it doesn't seem to be the conversation that is prevalent as it is in the NBA. Yeah, and and Tom Brady certainly wasn't as lucky uh, as our boy down in Miami, you know, adjusting his contract because Tom Brady adjusted his contract and still doesn't have a uh, a top notch wide receiver name to throw to, and I don't think Amendola is the top notch is or can, has the same name as Walker did. Uh, and now he doesn't have any uh, big name tight ends to throw to either. No, he's 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 got. I mean, who knows? Somebody will come out of there, and I'm sure have uh, great numbers because it just seems like how that system works. Um, but I, I like even like uh, so Carson Palmer ends up in Arizona, which isn't a bad fit for him. I mean, he he might still have a little something. He's got you know a couple of good receivers with. Um, obviously, Fitz and uh, uh, what uh, Michael Floyd might be all right, you know, coming out in the second year, um, and a couple others. So, like, he seems like the type of quarterback that would fit perfectly to go to somewhere like Minnesota that has that great running back to where the play action game would be ridiculous. So, it seems like, you know, kind of to your question, would maybe the stars don't need to go, but the stars of yesterday, you know, if they go. Yeah, they might resurrect a career like Brett Favre. I mean, he almost got to the Super Bowl with AP. Yeah, that's a good call. Right, and again, sure. a, a, another point to, hey, look, go get on a team with a, a, a better player and then look at the opportunity. Yeah. Well, and look what it did for Randy Moss. I mean, I wouldn't say he was washed up at that point in time. He still had a lot, a lot in the, the burner, but he had already been on two other teams prior to him uh, heading out to uh, New England. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Minnesota where he tore it up and then his attitude and then went to the Raiders, and really, let's be honest, like, if you look at those numbers and, and when he was with the Raiders, they aren't good. And so, you know, New England does what they do and get, like, uh, a six-round pick out there or something, or a fourth-round pick, and end up getting Moss, who caught, you know, like 30 touchdowns a year or something ridiculous. It was sick. It was, yeah, it was filthy. If you're a Tom Brady or Randy Moss owner that year, you were just, you just, if you didn't win your league, you you suck somewhere else really bad. I'll <laughs> end that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm. I mean, we've talked a lot about the divisions. We've talked a lot about, um, uh, you know, where we think everyone's going to end up. But I mean, like, who do you guys have in the Super Bowl, or have you thought about it or, or looked at it? I mean, who, who do you have in the Super Bowl, and, and who do you think's really 
um, you know, I know we talked uh, certain dark horses, but who's your, your dark horse? What do you, how do you think it's all going to shake out? Well, dark horse is tough because, I mean, you know, I, I think the the 49ers is the easy pick in the NFC, but I think the dark horse is in the same division uh, when you look at Seattle. Uh, you know, but it's, is it really that much of a dark horse? That was a strong team last year, a playoff team last year. Uh, the AFC for me is the toughest one because, you know, I just want to put it on Denver uh, all the time. Uh, but I've still got doubts. You know, Peyton Manning is aging. Uh, he had a great year last year, and he's the beginning. You can tell he was rusty at the end. Obviously, he had some. Uh, but you can't sleep on teams like Houston uh, who still have uh, a fully dynamic team from what talent they have on the offensive side of the ball. They've got Cushing back on the defensive side of the ball. You know, you got to think about all, all what makes up that team. And I'm like, I don't see the Patriots in it, if that's a good answer for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wood? I, uh, no, you know, I think Gov's hitting it on the head as far as, like, it's easy to say the Niners are their team that, that would, I guess would be expected is the way I would phrase it up. Um, see, I, uh, I don't think that Houston can do it with Matt Schaub, and I think we talked about this a little bit last week, whereas they do have such an abundance of talent but they can't seem to win in the playoffs, you know. And uh, New England, I don't, I don't think New England's going to get there. You can only ride the Belichick Brady thing so far. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see the Saints this year and to see, you know, if, if they can be prevalent after what happened last year. I think they're going to have a chip on their shoulder and something to prove. Atlanta's a big question mark. Uh, you know, again, more talent and, uh, you know, can they just get it done deep in the playoffs? As far as Denver goes, it's Peyton Manning, you know, and for, for 12 years, I watched Peyton Manning break my heart. So it's, it's difficult for me to say, oh, Denver should be a, you know, a walk into the Super Bowl. Um, granted, they do have talent stuff, but when you think about they're replacing a center, they've got people banged up. So there's there's variables in there as well. So I, I I think it's way too early for me to give any type of a prediction. Hey, can I toss this out there while Sis uh, Wood just talked? Uh, so Houston uh, can't win a playoff game, and that re- resembles a team that I I knew of in the early 2000s. Uh, <laughs> and I think their banner is hanging behind you. Uh, oh. You know, everybody expected a lot out of the Colts, and I remember being down there in that environment in 2003, 2004, uh, and 2005, and it wasn't happening, it wasn't happening, and then obviously eventually it does. Uh, now, Peyton should have won more Super Bowls than he has, uh, but I don't think Schaub's the only piece of that team. I think that's more of a complete team. I think Peyton made up a, a ton of the team in Indy, but I think uh, Houston's due. I, I think that you have to have a quarterback that can get you there, though. I don't yeah, think Rex Grossman got the Bears there. <laughs> oh, fuck, that's it. Now you're yeah. taking no, it away no, no, from no, the no. 2006 Orton. Super Bowl. Orton got him there. Uh, <laughs> Grossman just took it over. Because keep in mind, Orton, they were not in it when uh, Grossman went down. Uh, I think they were like 2-5, and five, and then Grossman came in because uh, Orton came in because Grossman was hurt and got him to the playoffs. And, yes, Grossman won some playoff games. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's got the Bears there though. Yeah, Schaub. So Houston's defense can't get him there. I guess I'm saying Schaub's much better than Grossman, and and Houston's defense. If Schaub can't been, stay healthy, he's got to stay healthy for a full season. It's phenomenal. I mean, well, they have. Uh, I think they finally signed a good backup too. Uh, and besides the TJ Yates or whoever, and uh, David Carr come out of retirement. <laughs> He was good in Houston for six minutes. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, he was good in Fresno State, dude. He had, you know what? Like, if I remember right, and you guys can call me bullshit whenever you want, but he had a couple of good years in Houston. I think he like his his rookie or sophomore year. He was like the most sack quarterback in the league. They didn't give him an offensive line like they have now with Aaron Foster. That's true. Uh, but not whatever. I mean, he's David Carr. We can easily make fun of him. And David Carr was like the mobile white quarterback. That's what yeah, everybody referred to him as. So he was also a little skittish in the pocket. So that's also his downfall. 
Yeah, he totally tried to uh, run as much as he possibly could. That's true. Um, so, I, you know, I guess, like, Niners are easy, but you yeah, know, who you we haven't said anything is that they, you know, losing Crabtree and, that, Crabtree and now losing Mario Manningham, those are going to hurt. I mean, you go against Seattle, and Anquan Bolden and Vernon Davis can only do so much. I mean, who's going to catch the ball for these guys now? Well, I think I think the bigger question mark is what does the, the run stop look like against those teams? Because when you think about Gore and then Kaepernick being mobile, uh, that obviously is going to set up the, the passes to to Davis and all that. So I think if, if the secret to the Niners this year will be can you find a way to gap protect against the pistol threat and then shut down the two receiving people that they have in Bolden and Davis? Yeah, I mean maybe, but I guess I guess truth is if they have have no one to throw the ball to, I mean Bolden, like I said, Bolden's a good threat, but you could you could just throw two over them, you know, and and have just about everybody else in the box to stop the run. Yeah, I mean, you bring up a good point, man. I mean, just just like we all say, you got to be balanced and. And they are they they're balanced in the passing game, even though Kaepernick's a hell of a player. I'd like to see where it's coming from. I like Kaepernick this year. I think he's a top I mean he I'd say he's in the top ten, Gov. What do you think? For fantasy anyway. For fantasy, yeah. I still have my doubts about his durability. Dude, he's a stick. That concerns me about him getting popped while he's out there. Yeah, yeah he is. I mean and you're right. I mean if if they don't get what if they're not Find a way to stop that run. I mean, who was it uh, in the playoffs? And he ran for almost 100 yards or over 100 yards against. He just fucking lose that much. Packers. Was it the Packers? I think so. And dude, I'm reading the names of the wide receivers for uh, San Francisco, and I'm getting scared for San Francisco. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Austin Collie's on the team. He's like six foot tall out of BYU. Yeah. Well, he'll have a concussion when he puts his helmet on. He'll uh, be out. <laughs> get the concussion just from putting it on. But, dude, I don't recognize half these dudes. Uh, you know, so if you've got more than four years in the league uh, and I don't know your name, then you're worthless to me. Uh, that's just how it works in fantasy. Your Year three is usually a breakout year. Uh, but, yeah, dude, there's that's scary from a, a talent perspective. So they're going to be running the ball. So maybe I'll like to take my uh, – uh, dark horse back and put them on top. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's. Would they probably like if if I were to say go get somebody for them? I like there's even though he was a bum last year, he was in the Niners system for a little while. Um, you could at least get some maybe some production out of Brandon Lloyd. I mean, he's out there. He's had some big years, but they, I think they need to sign somebody or possibly two people or make another trade. So. I would yeah. say, you know, they're solid. I, I like the I like the Chiefs as a dark horse in the AFC. Um, I don't think I think Houston comes out of there though. I, I mean, you're right. The backup in Houston is still TJ Yates, so they did need to make a better move for that. But I just think Houston's the most complete team. You know, my, part of my my negativity towards Houston might just be the fact that for all those years I watched them struggle so much against the Colts. Sure. And they were I, I get it. I mean, they, you know, on paper, they they should be one of the best teams in the league. Really, when you look at just the the players that they have in the positions that are incredibly critical, like they've got a good team on paper. So yeah, and like and the Gov mentioned it, Cushing being out last year. I mean, that you lose both Mario Williams and and Cushing or whatever. I think it, or you know, in two years, and that's gonna hurt these guys. Yeah, and then I mean, and even on top of that, Houston still had a good defense last year. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Wade Phillips knows how to coach those bastards. I'm trying to pull up Houston's odds this year because I know the top three odds, uh, the updated late July odds for the Super Bowl, were Denver, then uh, 49ers. They both had the same six to one odds, and then I think uh, followed them up was like 17 to two or uh, eight to one odds on Seattle. So I'm trying to figure out what Denver's odds of winning the Super Bowl are right now, uh, according to Vegas. Cause they're pretty good. You know, I think I think some of the value is going to be, I, I think, I wonder what the value is for the Saints, you know. Um, they have all the coaches back now, and they got a better, deform, probably one of the best defensive coordinators they've had in years. 
So, I mean, they could be, you know, they could, no, none of us would be surprised if they came out of the NFT. I agree, but I also, you know, it, it's so tough with them because they've got a new defensive coordinator. Uh, and, yeah, he's a he's a fantastic defensive coordinator, but from the standpoint of is they've never been uh, one of those teams that have been in the top 20 in defense, uh, you know, since I can remember, uh, especially since drew has been on that team. And they're in such a tough division this year, man. Yeah. It's, that and the AFC North are, are, you know, some of the best of the, the best divisions in football. Um I don't know. Just, I bet there's some value as well. I just it, bet we oh, can yeah. get there and find something. But you can find a lot of value with Pittsburgh, but they're not. There's no way to drop a dollar on them at this point in time. Mm. Snowflake might be doing that right now. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Um. So, I I don't know. I mean, there's not a whole heck of a lot else going on. Am I missing something that's going on out there, boys? In terms of sports? Yeah. I mean, like it seems slow. I don't. I mean, Wood will tell us all these wonderful things about baseball, but you know, it's funny as I was totally getting ready to say something about baseball. Yeah, <laughs> you're talking about Braun and Mitty. What no, about? although uh, here, let's can we shift back to football real quick? Yeah, of course, I, I was so, trying to go to baseball. Apparently, Ricky Williams is taking shots at Johnny Manziel. Have you guys seen this at all? No, I mean, you have Texas versus Texas Tech right there, too, though. So what's he saying? Saying that, uh, hold on, I'm going to pull up the quote right now because it's pretty funny. All right, here we go. Ready? So, you know, once you win the Heisman Trophy, there's going to be a lot more attention on you. You're probably not going to be able to get away with all the stuff you got away with before. To the media, I would say, the media did their research on who this kid was, and nobody would be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's Ricky Williams? That, my friend, was Ricky Williams. Hey, Pot. We're in a lucid hey, moment. Hey, Pot, have you met Kettle? Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I mean, but look, if anybody can recognize it, if anybody knows what that ass plan, you know, might be like, it, it really could be him. Like, you know? It, Somewhere right now in the state of Texas, Ricky Williams and Johnny Manziel are cheersing a couple beers and lighting up a bong right now. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's happening right now. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure the only, there's only one person that could afford all that, and that would be Manziel. <laughs> That's funny. I, I just I saw that bloop today online and laughed out loud. Did you LOL? LOL. LOL. When hey, Ricky uh, fucking Williams is your life coach, you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. You better get your medicinal card from L.A., son. Um, well, fuck. Uh, would, <laughs> I think we talked about this the other day, but it still amazes me. And I, I'll just mention this one thing, because I'm sure you were dying about baseball, um, is uh, the way that they're doing instant replay is fucking retarded, isn't it? Sending it to New York? Yeah. Where else are you going to send it to? Are you going to do, I don't know, the stadium? Keep it in the stadium? Fucking somewhere in the stadium, a room with another rep? Yeah, I agree. Cause that makes a hell of a lot more sense than sending it to fucking New York. Okay, what's, New the, York. what's the tape delay? Is this like, um, well, we sent it, so there's, a, what, at least a seven-second delay. So that's if you're watching a live feed. So now we're we're queuing up how many camera angles. And and I love the coach's challenge that's available or that will be available in Major League Baseball. I mean, like seriously, they're probably like putting together this 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 ass clown and his ass clown buddies and put a bunch of TVs up there and probably spending a few million dollars on this whole you know send it to New York project. You pay me like two hundred fifty thousand for the year, I'll just watch the fucking replay on TV, give you a fucking call, and tell you what the goddamn call is supposed to be. No, I totally agree. Uh, Isn't there hey, an official scorekeeper that's there? Wouldn't it be easy for them just to look at a monitor? Because all they're doing is sit on their ass putting pencil dots on a paper. Yeah. I think I think the new thing that they should do before every fucking Major League Baseball game is everybody should go out there and have to do the Little League pledge because that's how that fucking place is ran. <laughs> at least they're making an effort, right? This is the first step. Yeah, yeah. Fucking first step to alcoholism wasn't too pretty either. Um 
All right, they're making stuff. Uh, guys, what do you got? Anything? Woods nose deep in his iPad right now. Uh, I was just looking at the weird news. Oh, okay. Well, fuck, you want to talk some weird news? I mean, if we want to transition sports to weird news. I'm a guy, okay. and football players pretend they live in a box. I'm just saying it right now. Peyton Manning looks fucking good. Oh, goody! Using, maybe one was using, and now he's not. Perturbed and frustrated. You can accept it. Can I argue and complain about whoever the fuck dresses Craig Seeger? Jojo, the idiot circus boy. <laughs> All right, so it's unfortunate that tonight's news doesn't come from the state of Florida, and it's uh, it's funny because I did actually find two news stories that made the top five stories to choose from, and two stories were from Florida. But tonight's news comes to us from the great state of Tennessee, uh, and you know, it makes you think about company devices and company-provided equipment like computers and, you know, tablets and phones and things like that. Uh, The do's and don'ts, there's a laundry list of things that you do. There's a laundry list of things that you definitely do not do when you're using company equipment. You know, you don't gamble on your company laptop, for instance. Mm -mm. Very bad. It doesn't end well. So tonight's story from uh, from Tennessee uh, is a shout-out to anyone who's using company equipment. Uh, for any type of personal use. And I read, Tennessee cop used patrol car computer to surf for kitty porn while on duty. Oh, my God. A Tennessee law enforcement official is facing child pornography charges after investigators discovered the man was using the computer in his police cruiser to search for lewd pictures of young girls. According to a criminal complaint filed yesterday in U.S. District Court, a Greenville Police Department officer discovered that the search history of the web browser for the computer in the patrol car he was assigned had been used for searching illicit images. A forensic review of the computer hard drive turned up image searches utilizing keywords fifth grade girls, naked middle school girls, young puffy nipples, and hot high school girls naked which revealed thousands of pornographic images on the computer's hard drive, and of those, 80 images of child pornography. Investigators were able to link the search to Hubert Eugene Miller, an auxiliary officer with the Greenville Police Department, who was assigned to the patrol car on July 27th at the time the browser search took place. According to an FBI agent, Miller, who was 44, worked an overnight shift, taking a break from his web surfing for a half hour when the part-time cop, along with two other officers in separate cars, responded to a call that had come in dispatch at 1.40 a.m. Miller, pictured in the above mugshot, was charged with two felony counts of receiving and possessing of child pornography. He was arrested yesterday in a before a magistrate judge who ordered him held in custody pending federal court hearing Wednesday in Greenfield. Well, the good news is, is those cop laptops or the police laptops or tough books or whatever you want to call them, at least they're spill proof. Like, what are you supposed to say about this auxiliary right cop? I mean, first yeah. and foremost, the, the the station or the police force would have been better off saying, we did a sting. We knew this guy who was an auxiliary cop was uh, a potential child pornographer peddler. Uh, so we let him hop in one of our cruisers and start peddling porn or searching for porn. But yeah, I mean, this is, th- these are the people who are protecting and serving us. Yeah, it totally like saddens the hell out of me because I'm listening to the being and like, oh, that's funny. And then like a guy who's like a cop is out there looking up fifth grade girls. I mean, that's what he's supposed to be stopping, not I don't know harboring, I guess. <laughs> so, I mean, kids are taught, you know. Look both ways, stranger danger. If you see anything, run and talk to a cop. Well, you don't want to come talk to this dude. That's so just, I don't know, it makes me sad. Man. It sucks. This is Tennessee, though. It is just right next to Kentucky. Yeah. So, well, and I, I got to take it one more one more way. What the fuck do you think you're going to find when you Google search young puppy nipples? I'm um, not going to find out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
nipples. Young puppy nipples of yeah, all the, 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 the puppies every now and then. They have nipples, you know, when they first are born. It's cute. Oh, it's you think puppy? Puffy, bro. P F F Y. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm trying to. Look, I'm doing the best I can here. Take another hit. <laughs> trying to trying trying to maintain. Um, all right. So, like, can can I read you what kind of a weird news? Yeah, man, bring it. All right, look, I'm going to, I'm going to, it wasn't, I didn't have a DMAF, but I did get this article, article sent to me from, uh, from Noir, thanks. I appreciate it because you sent out some good stuff. But fundamentalist evangelist Doug uh, Seahorn, he got a nasty shock when he realized that the image he had chosen for the cover of his ebook, which is titled Bible Principles of Child Discipline from the book Proverbs, was in fact a picture of the famous family <laughs> A wicked TV show involving a gay couple, Modern Family. <laughs> oh, that shit makes me laugh. Uh, yep, uh, he put uh, he put the much loved uh, Dunphys from the TV show Modern Family on uh, the book cover. <laughs> Aren't the beloved at many fundamentalist religious groups or religious groups? I like religious though. That was good too. Uh, the show was once called Next Big Thing for Gay Rights. Uh, so all that. So this guy put out a Bible Proverbs, and the picture he uses is the Modern Family picture. I thought it was funny. It just may tell you that he doesn't bet uh, that, that his choices very well. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't know the book's going on. I don't know. All right. Well, you know, considering we've been on the air for about an hour, we've had no weird news and bullshit in football. I would say we can go to some final thoughts. Anything, uh, Hollywood? Everybody go skydiving. <laughs> it will Still on a high, aren't you? Dude, I, I swear to God, every time I, I watch the video or I look at the picture that I've got of me skydiving, like it just amps me back up and I can't wait to go again. So please, everyone, at least once, go skydiving. Okay, you convinced me. And I'll go with you. I love you for it. Uh, God, Wait, hold on. I got, well, I got one more thing. Oh, I'm sorry, buddy. Um. It's that time of year we're we're getting geared up for football, as we've we've alluded to in the last few weeks. But but do us all a favor here at Sports Our Way. Take a moment and stare at a pair of tits. Um, you know, it's Boob Awareness Month and we stare because we care. But just just take a good look at just a pair of puppies in the near future and think of us. I love Boob Awareness Month. Gov. All I gotta say is I'm I'm in for three weeks from now. Uh, I think we'll be sitting in Vegas somewhere. Don't know where. Probably at a table at this point in time of the day. Uh, there might be a game on still though. Uh, but you know the best thing you can do is, especially if you'd like to put money on games, is travel to Vegas during one of the important times of the year. Opening week of football, uh, Super Bowl weekend, NCAA tournament, uh, a major UFC fight. Uh, I would I would skip all the boxing fights because those are rigged. Don't bet any money on them. Uh, but you know, travel out there. It's it's a, fin- a fantastic time, and there's always good deals you can get. Uh, you know, we stay in a really nice place, but I guarantee you can find a place for 29 bucks a night and fly out there on Southwest by round trip from anywhere in the United States for around 400 bucks. Exactly. There you go. For less than 500 bucks, you can go have a good time. And there are hookers and blow. They do love hookers and blow. Holy shit! Doesn't mean um, to partake. No, but you sure like to see the residual effects of all of it, that's for sure. Um, so, like, three, four of us, sometimes two of us do a show every Thursday and every Sunday. We crushed it for a while. Ratings have gone up, ratings have gone down. We just got to do a little bit better about letting more people know about it. But there is a group of people who call all often or add stuff often, and I just wanted to thank them. Big Doug for just getting us set up with all the interviews. Um, Callie Nick for calling in as much as he does. Uh, I get a lot of DMAF. Who's high? Me. DMAF uh, articles from Laura, which are awesome. And uh, Billy Bob calling in as much as he does. So just thanks for the other ones who are the regulars who add the content when they can. And Miss Snowflake tonight, but I imagine he's. Uh, maybe they took him away. Maybe he's not getting married because it's. It's it, uh, you know, MIA. That's kind of what happens. Um, all right, bros, that's all I got. So on that, motherfuckers, we're out. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to us in a language that everybody here can
This is going to be one fucked up podcast. And we've got players now coming up limp. AP in football. This is a guy who's broken down. You don't know the power of the dark side. I believe in karma, man. Seriously? You fellas been doing a bit of boozing, have you? Sucking back on grandpa's old cough medicine? Oh, Rondo just got ejected. Seriously? I'm talking about the the, the pre-intercourse. There's still maybe some titties. What we've got here is failure to communicate. That was a freak day.